0: Ever be sorry for making coffee?
1: Yeah, it's like my second of the day, and I just need it.
0: Second pot of coffee or second
1: cup? No, cup. Got I'm coffee. not that crazy. Um, Josh doesn't drink coffee, so I don't really make pots of coffee. Unfortunately, um, it would be nice though. Just I enjoy like an ending number of cups of coffee in the morning. Yeah. I how many? Could.
2: How many cups does Kira drink on on average?
1: She only drinks one. Just one. You know, She's she's she's. She's five, so she's you know new to the coffee game.
2: Uh, that's that sounds about right. Which is, um, which is odd, Nate, because you
0: posted that uh, the the diagram of uh, coffee the other day, and you don't even drink
2: coffee. Oh, I despise. Yeah. coffee, In fact. How do you despise um, that, coffee? How do what?
0: How do you despise coffee?
2: I don't. I don't like okay. the taste. Oh, that's fair. Fair enough. No does. Well, there's surprisingly the a lot, most of the feedback and. For the yeah the, basically, what I posted was a chart that showed you know colors of um go, ranging all the way from black coffee to cream black uh or like cream. basically literally like was a cup of cream um and everything in between, and it seemed like the uh, uh predominantly people were loving the old f six which is just straight black coffee
0: yep, I was one of them. I just wasn't willing to make the comment on that one, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, so that if was Josh, yeah,
1: if Josh well, drinks. I was gonna say if Josh drinks coffee, he drinks black coffee. Hmm. Like, yeah, he's like a purist in that sense because he's like, why would I add stuff to it? For me, because I drink it every day. Um, I need a little bit of. I put a little bit of agave sweetener. Okay. Just a tiny bit, and, and then a little bit of half and half.
0: Yeah, that's fun. See, you stir it. I'm like, I only put a half and half and in sugar in iced coffee. I don't do it in cold brew, which is. Just perplexing in its own right. So,
1: well, cold brew is strong, it man. Is.
2: Not not to not to Hugh. He has a he has a junkie's uh, tolerance. That that man this man drinks cold brew at night. I do, wow, that's impressive. I do.
1: I can't. I'd stay up all night. Well, I don't I, think I can drink anything after like four or five PM.
0: Ten o'clock. It's it's when I usually we when we were doing trivia, at the yeah at the bar. Like I would have a cold brew because why not and. It was it was keeping me up way past my bedtime, of ten o'clock. So, yeah,
2: no. you know. Yeah, well, I when I needed my like when I was working fifteen-hour days on those award shows, I would get my fix with um, uh, five-hour energies.
1: Oh. oh, those are worse for you than coffee, Nate. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably, probably they work.
2: Oh, I'm like, sure. I, would, yeah, but I would take one at uh, a, a co-worker and I We Our routine was I would buy two at the convenience store On the drive-in to set And then we'd drink them at like 6 in the morning And um, they work All day but, the, but I learned my lesson I learned two lessons, uh, valuable ones drink, Taking those One, I cannot ever have one after 1pm 1 Because um, Despite the 5 hour energy um, Name It lasts considerably longer than that um and the more the even more valuable lesson I learned on one day when I was especially tired, I took two five hours apart, thinking oh i 'll just take a second one it's been five hours, and I almost died I felt like I was dying.
0: It just got you all it, kinds of like pumped up and ready to go kind of thing
2: ah, I was all it was like I was all hopped up on mountain dew
0: yeah uh, uh, well i've tried this thing called one of the movies we worked on we had some whatever sponsorship type things and they they had this thing called nas i don't know if you I of. oh i've
2: i've seen nas yeah, yeah. Disgusting, it's
0: like revolting stuff
2: yeah i've seen that in the stores like that's on the that's in the same red bull monster there there was temp there was for a little bit right but when it was in its uh its heyday of like the mid-aughts von dutch made an energy drink
0: oh of jesus of course yeah he did. why wouldn't they
2: um, was it, was it, wasn't
1: it like the was it during the four loco craze
2: well four loco was a different beast but yeah so along the same area it was along the same time uh, four loco was uh, something do they still I, I know they stopped making it because they, they like basically made it illegal but then they started making it again with a different recipe so I don't know if it compares to the old four loco's that we used to drink
0: really? Is Four Loco some kind of boozy drink that I don't know of? It
2: is. Four Loco is a malted it basically oh. imagine a malt uh imagine a forty, but with an energy drink mixed in and it's flavored. It's... So it's it's or you know, a better a better combination would be imagine a NAS or a or a monster energy drink, but there's booze in it. And it's, and it's a high level of booze. We're not just talking about like four percent. It's a high level of booze. It's like drinking Jet fuel. The old... and, and the...
0: That's just revolting, man. I don't know how you guys did that.
2: But... We uh we used to have four locos parties. I would go to like up to the convenience store and buy like twelve of them and we just sit around drinking them.
0: Ugh. I've only had like one caffeinated like caffeinated vodka years ago called pink pink vibe oh i
2: remember th- i remember that
0: i don't know whatever happened to them but they sponsored some party that i was at in boston i just didn't go to sleep that night so
2: the only i hated energy drinks in general i mean outside of i that, that was part of what i liked about the five hour energy is just it was a tiny little shot yes. I was all, you know like it wasn't drinking sense. a whole can of anything um but i would um the only time i would i, I never understood people who order red bull vodka at bars like just don't understand it Vegas I get. I drew, drew I would drink Red Bull vodkas in Vegas because you don't go to sleep. But somebody who rolls into a bar at like eleven o'clock on a Friday night and orders a Red Bull vodka, they're insane.
0: Well, didn't they prove that it's like the lick like that drink is the equivalent of just doing a bump of cocaine?
2: Pretty much, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's Not, part yeah. of it. Yeah. I remember doing Jaeger Bombs a lot. Yeah, yeah, I,
2: I was gonna say that's the only other time when I would drink Red Bull is the Jaeger Bomb, which I Oh, it's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Whoever
0: decided to invent that because I remember
2: that because
0: Red Bull didn't exist when we were younger. It only no. came around in our 20s and or at least my 20s, probably your late teens. And what like so the Jaeger bomb was a new thing. And god, when I was 22, 23, I did a lot of those and that wow. was a mistake.
2: I question whoever invented Red Bull and whoever invented Jaeger, because they're both terrible.
0: I could... Jaeger's better than um, Fireball.
2: Uh, Well, I... How dare you? Uh. I Um, love
1: Jaeger, so, I mean, you know where my my loyalties are.
2: Well, it combines everybody's two favorite things, black licorice and cough syrup.
1: See, I like black licorice.
2: I actually like black licorice.
1: I like like black currant. I like... All the weird flavors of jelly beans.
2: <laughs> I, I, I. To be fair, I love black licorice. I just there was something about the um, thickness of Jaeger Jagermeister. It's like the, the viscosity. It's like a you're drinking maple syrup.
1: It's not that thick. No, if you take drink it if you drink it cold as a shot. I mean, I don't know, Hugh. You, do you agree with me? Like, it's not that thick. Like, it's totally drinkable.
0: It is drinkable. It's fine. Yeah. It's just it is disgusting. I I used to call it blackout yeah. juice because I would never remember if Jaeger was being passed around that bottle would be done by the the passing around. And that was a brutal those were some brutal nights in Boston. Well
1: I used to see Jaeger bombs, which probably wasn't like the best yeah. decision.
2: No. <laughs> so never. Eight,
0: eight minutes in, but what happened to us? So I'm on top of my shit today with Sam Nate and myself. <laughs> always, always. No, but good. um,
1: was not Red Bull like a Thai company, and then somebody in Austria bought it, or did I make that up, or was it the reverse? Because literally, like all I remember from my childhood, is my my mom would drink beer and Red Bull. Really, like the Thai version of Red Bull. I don't growing up.
2: I really, I don't, I don't recall for first seeing Red Bull, but I certainly don't remember ever seeing it before we were in our twenties. Like I don't remember it from college.
1: Well, it's because she got it at the Asian store. That is probably that, true.
0: That would make more sense. <laughs>
1: I should probably research that. But, yeah, it's um, – like, I vividly remember the logo on the bottle growing up, like, as a child. That's 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 what she would drink because she used to work, like, two jobs. I mean, my parents are immigrants, you know, so they would just stay up and work and do whatever. And, and sometimes, like, when they're um, – I don't know if you guys – if this is just an immigrant experience or if it's an American experience. But, like, growing up, like, I would go to all my cousins' houses and like my parents would like smoke and drink and play cards, and all the kids would just run around, and then we would just like pass out in someone's room.
2: I, I, all the we kids. We had sim- similar experiences yeah. just because I come from such a big family. So our, fam- we had, yeah. our family functions were, I'd say, fairly similar to that, sure.
0: Holy crap.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I was raised. Like, whenever there was like big, big parties, like in the Cambodian traditions, there's always like, you know, New Year's is in April, and then there's we do something kind of like similar to Day of the Dead-ish. Like there's like parties and stuff during Halloween time, and so there's always like parties and stuff that happens. And whenever somebody, you know, there's a funeral, like obviously like normal settled celebrations and whatnot. So um, I just remember my parents, like just a lot of secondhand smoke, and Red Bull and beer and and Hennessy. That's basically I know. I remember. I remember.
2: I remember Hennessy being a very – not a – I just know as – It's a very
1: Southeast Asian. Yes. Very yes. Southeast Asian.
2: Yeah. I've only I've been to one Vietnamese wedding in my life. Um, but at that wedding, yes, there were Hennessy bottles on every single table.
0: Okay. That's how we roll. So, yeah. so it was invented in Thailand in the 1970s.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought.
0: It was purchased by an Austrian company in 87 –
1: Look at you, Sam. Look at you. And uh, They're also one of my clients, like, just for forever
2: and, in oh, well advertising. Then, okay. Well now you're cheating.
0: Introduced in the United States via California in 97.
2: Okay. So, college era. So, I don't recall. I don't really recall it in college. But no. I, but it, it was,
0: I don't think it made it. It was still early phases. If it was like. It didn't get to the East Coast until much later on, I guess. So, I it's just funny when you're like, oh, and Sam's like, like, when you're. Listing all that stuff, I'm like, oh, it's got to be. I'm like, I didn't know it was a Thai company, but I had, like, the Thai shirt. Because I had a friend who did some business out there. They're like, oh, we found this Thai Red Bull shirt that we thought you'd like, which didn't fit because they (laughs) bought it in Thai size. So Hmm. the largest turns out to be American Small.
2: That makes sense. I I was always a bigger fan of, do you remember um, Booty Sweat? Oh yes. The, the fake energy drink from yes. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was the uh, best. <laughs> that that uh Al Alpa, Alpa Chino uh was the uh spot he that was his endorsement, so he'd no. just always be talking about booty sweat.
0: The actor was what, Brandon Jackson or something like that?
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Brandon Jackson.
0: Yeah.
2: That yeah, that 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 was having his character was what pretty much allowed Robert Downey Jr. to not be horribly like that for him that character to not be so horribly offensive they needed the Al Pacino character to call out Robert Downey Jr's character every time he did something stupid. Yeah. Like if, if they didn't have that character then then it really might have been a blackface situation but it really wasn't if you watch the movie. You mean
0: the Oscar dominated character played by Robert Downey Jr?
2: Uh true. Yes.
0: That's I'll never forget that that uh, that Oscars.
2: Yeah, that was a weird one where he, you know, I mean it was weird enough that he got nominated for an Oscar for that role. But then to lose it, deservingly lose it, to Heath Ledger, who was the real-life version of what Robert Downey Jr. was going for, was very odd. It was very meta.
0: And uh, My favorite was uh, Hugh Jackman's little comment about it all. What did he say? Because he remember he'd starred in Australia that year? Oh, yeah. And he yeah. was like, oh, I guess you have to play an Australian that's playing a black man. That's play- oh, No, playing an Australian, playing an Englishman who's playing an American. Or it was something along those lines. Like it is a funny. He makes a funny comment, and I'm like, I'm an Australian playing Australian in Australia.
2: <laughs> so, yes.
0: And then yeah, but Heath Ledger deserved it, even if he hadn't died. I think it was.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean,
0: yeah, it
1: was a performance of a lifetime. Yeah, sadly, it was. Did and anyway, I mean, like a lot of the reasons why he was having a hard time was that he couldn't really shake off that character it's really
0: yeah. sad and the Olsen twin
1: I don't well, think who, she was who, I mean he stayed there I don't think it's her fault like uh, he was staying at her place they weren't even dating were they
0: yeah
2: they were I uh, mean, were they I think it's just like a friendship weird thing because oh. I, I remember it. Well,
1: I just thought that he was just staying at her place because yeah you know, I remember at the time stay at her place it's huge
2: I remember at the time when they when his, he was found there people were like was it Ashley it was Ashley right yeah Not I Mary think Kate. so I think yeah, I remember when the new that headline broke. People were like, "Ashley Olsen, what?" Like they were just very confused. Always, always. is she
1: the one that got married?
2: Uh, oh, they're bu- married. to who? Oh, they're both married now.
1: No, Sarkozy. Uh, Mary. Oh, Mary, K- Mary Kate was
2: married to Sarkozy. Um, Someone's getting
0: divorced. I- isn't Isn't she getting divorced? That was a rush bo- divorce from the uh, the COVID
2: they but i i i have, have to look it up because they're both married considerably older like sarkozy was considerably older and then ashley also married somebody considerably older i believe one of them they might both be divorced i i don't know i don't I, i'm sadly i don't keep up with the olsons quite as much as i used to
0: well i mean that's that's lack um uh, lack of them getting uh uh, any movie roles? I guess uh, I. I don't think watch.
2: they're. I don't think they're really trying anymore, or haven't been in some time. I think that ship sailed. So they they became the they they you know they get they still have all their fashion brands and such.
0: Uh, Mary Kate is the one who's getting divorced. She's so if, is, Sarkozy.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, I hate to say it, but I didn't think it'd last.
2: What? No. You don't believe in love, Sam. It's become, if if you've seen photos of the, um, like, I'm sure most people know this now. Maybe they didn't know it then, but that the Olsen twins are not identical twins. Uh, They were always fraternal. Well, obviously they were always fraternal twins. That didn't change. But as kids, they looked identical. But now they've really diverged. Now they don't really even look that much alike. It's very strange.
1: I honestly haven't seen them lately. So, sure. I know one smiles less than the other. (laughs)
2: yeah i don't think mary kate mary kate well they neither of them ever smiled that much but mary kate never smiles i did not
0: know that or pay attention to that ever i just i think if you're a child star you have that much money at some point in time do you just do you just fill in with sadness i wonder if
1: people i wonder if people on the street tell her tell tell him to smile that'd be funny i hope so
0: i really do (laughs) you know the mask smile I can see that you're well, not the smiling masks are in your eyes.
1: That's the best part about masks right now. It's like, you don't have to worry about lipstick or bad breath or like whether or not you're smiling, which is great, which is probably not an issue for any of you guys. Maybe the bad breath, but like, for whatever reason, like men are obsessed with women smiling because they just, you know, want to have women be happy around them all the time, even though, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. It's such a weird concept that i've had to deal with a lot of the time
0: yeah i know you remember i remember you telling us this story about yeah. that and it's just like i've never ever told anyone just this to smile i'm like i'll be like is everything okay and if they say yes i'm like all right okay whether you're lying or not i know but usually
1: well it's fine. not even that though like i feel like my normal countenance is like yes you, you know me like i'm a pretty positive person i'm yeah. usually like you know I wouldn't say bubbly because that's not really a good word. No, I'm usually just positive bubbly. most of the time. Right? I
2: was, I was going to say, Sam, you almost you usually are smiling.
1: But that's just, you know, me. But if but if for whatever reason I'm not, like maybe I'm just tired or whatever, like most of my friends won't be like, hey, why aren't you smiling? They would just be like, there's something wrong or whatever, you know, which, which is fine um, just because that's just my – how I kind of am like, just because I, I feel like I try to be as positive as possible, not necessarily energetic anymore, to be perfectly honest. Cause you know, my energy level is like really low, but at least try to always have like a positive outlook or, you know, think of positive things and project that out into the world because like the past four years have been really <laughs> shitty to be honest. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like I can control that and it's good. But like when you get to a, point where you're just walking down the street and i could just be listening to a podcast or i could be in my thoughts somewhere and somebody just randomly stops me and tells me like you should smile more that just really pisses me off because oh, um, yeah. first of all like i smile all the fucking time
2: <laughs> yeah what a <laughs> so weird it's thing like, this is like
1: like you don't even know me you know if it's like i don't get it and even people there's some people like coworkers and stuff that i've done it in the in the past they wouldn't they wouldn't say like smile more they'll, they'll just be like hey like you know what's going on you know kind of just inquiring because i'm not my usual self that's totally fine and i get it but it's just the fact that like for whatever reason like people think that women have to smile just to make themselves feel better or whatever is bullshit i don't know Fair it's enough. just so strange and it's not just me because i've heard it from several women all yeah. over like oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's like a thing people yeah. tweet about it people talk about it
0: no no they're, they're so, like
1: I don't know. It's so strange. Get
0: men out are there, strange. Yeah. We are. Whoa. Oh, yes, agreed. Are. No, yeah, it's no, agreed. Can't argue.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Women are strange, too, in different ways.
0: I think strange and, is a compliment. That's a little bit too much, too nice to men. But.
1: Well, I mean, on the flip side, I mean, i talked about how people would just expose themselves to me. So that's a whole other conversation.
2: Yes. I apologize for that already, <laughs> Sam.
1: Nate, we were living together. It was fine. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, like, I, I would walk around. Oh, so, like, this brings me back to, like, a weird memory of my childhood, where, like, my dad would walk around in a bathrobe sometimes, and okay. then, like, he, like, sat down on a couch and kind of, like, lifted his leg up a little bit, and I saw too much, and I was like, no, nope, no, nope, not wearing bathrobes <laughs> around the house anymore, and I never have, really, except for, unless it was, like, all girls. Like, yeah, yeah. so I'm, like, traumatized. At least your dad wore
0: a bathrobe. <laughs> I did like if he was in his room there was like no clothes. Like he was he was a a fan can of be the new What?
1: Like to be perfectly honest, like I'm the same way now, you know, just when it's warm. It's been freezing lately in LA, so yeah. I've been like layering up. But By normally, freezing it's we warm... mean fifty
0: eight degrees. So just I to know. give everyone a Well
1: idea. The, the thing is is that like my wait, I don't know if well, you've been in my house, but you haven't been in my my bedroom has a really big glass door. It's like Oh Four, it's like four feet by five feet, and it lets in so much cold air right. that like, my, when I'm sleeping, it's freezing. Josh loves it because like, he likes to sleep cold.
0: Yeah. Me too. So same here.
1: But I think our gauge for our thermometer is in the other room. Right. So it's like I'm just literally wearing sweats and socks and like a thick blanket to, to sleep. And I get it because it does help when it's colder and you can sleep better or whatever. But I'm just always freezing in the morning. I never want to get up. And yeah. that's why I don't like winter. I prefer summer. I'd rather just sleep with a sheet gotcha. and it'd be like really, really, really warm. And just, I don't know. Uh,
0: I'm the, I'm a hot person. I'm like Josh. I like it cold. Give me that freezing cold room. So I'll bundle up and like it, in the morning, it is a bit brutal. I'm not going to argue, but
1: yeah, I, it's, it's, it's not, it hasn't been fun lately to be honest, but normally when it is warm, like I literally just wear like tank top and shorts and like nothing. Josh would, probably just wear boxers to be honest (laughs) like it makes up any reason to not wear pants
0: so seems like nate's wearing Uh -uh. shorts right now anyways
2: i am wearing shorts right now it's true but it's but it's also um about 50 degrees i'm just a crazy person
0: uh have you well i was a crazy person way back when when we had like the coldest winter in boston it was like negative 20 and then all of a sudden it like hit 32 degrees and my best friend paco was moving in and we were in shorts and a t-shirt sitting on the oh that's
2: you yeah you should see chicago like living if you live in Chicago during a winter and and when it's you know cold, very very fucking cold, and it's, so as soon as the temperatures get up past twenty, that's when dude, dude bros start breaking out the shorts because they're that you know they're like, oh, this is this is beautiful, this is nice.
0: Oh, uh, here we are again talking about weather. This is this is the age where this is an exciting conversation of comparison of life.
2: Like, hey,
1: by the way, we elected what? a president well, the <laughs> last time we talked. Have we? <laughs> did we Have, know? We, have we, we, we? Did we know?
2: Yeah, yeah. We, last week. What's last her face as in we were... signing
0: out on the transition? What's her name? All I know is she's like a Karen. Yeah. To begin the transition, she won't even sign the transition papers and won't let that get going.
2: This is like, yeah, so like a week ago today when we did our last podcast, and election, that was election day. Nothing had been tabulated, so we were like, oh. I think we even said, well, hopefully by the time this airs on Thursday, we'll have a new president. Cut to a week later. I mean, we do, we, we do. do, we do. They're like, they're trying, they're throwing everything they can up against the wall, and, and most of it, like, he's currently the uh, Trump administration is zero for ten in lawsuits they brought out to try to stop or or change these votes in each state. Zero for ten, not not a good well, percentage.
1: And their press conference at the Four Seasons was. Great. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you that, watched any of that.
2: Four, four seasons, seasons total, uh, total landscape. Yes. <laughs> it perfect. It was beautiful, and and uh, so it was. Um, it was next to a, a, a an adult store fantasy, called Fantasy Island. Strangely enough. Yep. And Fantasy Island is now trying to sue the Trump administration because they basically made their lives a living hell. Like. You, because let like, yeah.
0: Oh, did you see the uh, the furry VR thing? That's been going on? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. This is, I'm
2: not entirely sure if this is good. or. I mean, I guess if you subscribe to the notion of all PR is good PR, I don't know if this is good or bad for four seasons total landscaping because we definitely know who they are for sure, but I don't necessarily think we associate them with something good. Like, I'm really curious. I don't know if – we'll never get to the bottom of – I mean, I think most people are assuming some, some lower – here person in the trump campaign booked the wrong place because there's no explanation whatsoever for them doing a press conference at a landscaping place outside the city limits of philadelphia it makes no sense but when you consider it that it's called the four seasons and doing something at the four seasons is very much something trump would do you have to one would assume that it was just a, a fuck up but they're not they're never going to admit to being a fuck up so i'm just i don't know what story they're going with
0: so the woman's name that's holding everything up is Emily Murphy. So yeah, but
2: but you you see a photo of her. She's she's a Karen. Oh, absolutely. She's absolutely a Karen. And th- yeah,
0: that's my favorite thing. It's just like oh, you just see I her. I feel like most
1: like, of the women in the White House are, that right now, like whoever they hire at the White House, like the press secretary, they're all Karen. Oh. All
0: of them. I love how Fox yeah. News cut her off, and they're just like, no,
2: yeah, like, we can't, I can't, and uh, and of of all the the people to do it. Brett Baer is one of the more Fox Newsy Fox News hosts. He's their news director and he's not like, you know, Fox News has some outliers. Like um Shep Smith when he was there was an outlier where Shep Smith did not toe the company line. Chris Wallace is an outlier. But Brett now Bear he is. Actually, he, Well, he yeah.
0: wasn't. You know, it's like it's funny, it's forced them to become outliers. They weren't. None of them were. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they worked there.
2: But they, Brett Bear Brett Bear I mean still, I mean, oh, um, yeah. he's, you know, yeah. Don the, he's not Tucker Carlson um
0: Well they're opinion hosts. They're they're the, they're not news, those guys. What's what's the other asshole's um, name his name is escapes me? Um uh,
2: why why Glenn Beck? Hannity. Hannity, Hannity, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity Oh no, Glenn Beck fell so far off the uh the rock. I know, that, but he's he, worth mentioning. <laughs> he's uh he yeah, he lost his mind. Uh I think he's back somewhere. I
1: think it's but, a podcast.
0: He's doing yeah, podcasts. I think it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's
2: something like that. Oh, um, they let yeah. anybody do podcasts.
0: No, I, no, no kidding. Bill
2: o, Bill well, o, yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> As we say that, um, eh. I mean, we haven't been we haven't been told to shut it down yet, so we got that going for us.
2: Well, I we I can make that happen soon if you'd like.
0: Oh, how how how
2: would you pull that one off? Oh, I can go. Um...
1: I mean, we keep predicting people's deaths. By just mentioning them, poor Alex Trebek.
2: S and P. Okay, that that one doesn't count. I that know. one doesn't count.
1: Cause he watched Jeopardy every day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was very, very. I mean, as you can imagine, in this household, very sad day. I mean, you know, my mom especially was following his health just because, same, you know, she yeah. she a pan- pancreatic cancer survivor, so obviously, you, and to you know, I mean, he he. He is just short of two years, by a few months. He was diagnosed in, uh, I believe, March of 2019. And the statistics of surviving pancreatic cancer for a second, like two years, is 7%. Jesus. He didn't make it quite there, but I mean 7%. That's that's insane. But yeah, it's very – luckily, though, fortunately, they – and this is a, a testament to how his crazy work ethic is. He was recording episodes up until about eight days before he died – so they are they still have, I think, 35 episodes left that they can air. Wow.
1: But yeah, s- I just, I'm just i just shocked that he just wouldn't, like, just take time off and retire and, like, spend it with his family. And, mind you, he doesn't really actually work that much. We have friends that work at Jeopardy! Yeah. So we, we like, always – we have kind of the inside scoop. But they only take 52 days out of the year. So he literally works one day a week, in theory. So, like, he does have time off to spend with his family. Um, but he does prep a lot. Like, he makes sure he pronounces everything properly. He has a cadence with the way he reads things, as you, as you know. So he's, like, very, very well prepared. So it does take a lot of effort and everything. But they shoot, like, four episodes a day. Yeah. So um, it's, it's kind of incredible that he's just been the, the only host that entire time. But then you think about it, like, Pat Sajak and Vanna White have been doing the same thing. And Vanna White hasn't like been replaced with a younger, newer model. Well, they
2: they n- no, and that is. But in in Make, rec- they made it easier. In recent years, they've um, Pat Sajak has had a number of health issues as well, and he's taken off like a month or two at a time. But when right. he's gone, Vanna takes his place. Oh, I don't. That's I, cute. I, well, she just takes over hosting. I actually, for the life of me, can't. I don't know who takes over her duties when she's hosting. Well, she like, doesn't like,
1: turn letters anymore. She literally just touches no, it now. It's no, like any any anybody can do it. Well, actually, I didn't make a new role job, so... What could,
2: what could be argued as being a fairly easy job in the first place back in the day for Vanna it was made half... It was made even, like, twice as easy by the fact she no longer had to flip the letters. She just had to touch them. But I don't believe... I think it's pretty remarkable. I don't believe that... I'm pre, almost positive... Um, Alex Trebek has never had a guest host, ever. They've just... If he, if he had to take time off, they just... they've had They had so much backup episodes... Built up that he never needed to, so this will be the first time, and and nobody's really sure. He named Prede- he uh, he named he, who he wanted his successors to be a few years ago, and they were kind of out of left field. The the two names he gave one was um, the L.A. Kings announcer, uh, whose name I don't even know, and another one was a woman who was a contributor for CNN. Like both those names were kind of out of left field. People are like, "What, really?" But now, it's- or
1: George Stephanopoulos.
2: George, well George Stephanopoulos seems to have thrown his own hat in the ring. I don't know if anybody yeah. acts, I mean, I apparently you acts, can do that. I mean, if we're doing that, I'd love to host, <laughs> we too.
1: We all um, would.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. But the 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 um I mean it, I mean people have been saying for years that it should be Ken Jennings. Because not only does Ken Jennings have such a history on the show, Ken Jennings is extremely likable. Like any anytime you like if you follow him on Twitter or like anytime he's been on these these champion like that greatest of all time tournament he just did earlier this year. And it's see. I mean, I, I, I certainly, I mean, we, we have friends at, at Jeopardy, but I hardly would say I have any sort of inside information. But when Jeopardy came back post-pandemic, it's only been back on the air for about a month, um, Ken Jennings is now a producer, has become a producer, and he does a lot of on-air questions. Like, like he'll be the video questions where, like, Alex will, will cut to him and be like, okay, Ken Jennings has this this topic so I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked at all if he becomes the host. They just haven't announced anything yet. Yeah,
0: I was about I was going yeah, I to I was going to ask yeah, if you guys gonna, knew
1: anything, but I was going to say I mean, I don't want to be the host. I want to be part of the Clue crew. I don't know if if you you're familiar with the Clue crew Hugh, but no, I'm not. I know is. but they literally just travel all over the US and the world and like their job is to present the question. Like, "Hey, I'm over here at the Grand yeah. Canyon." And, and then they like talk they ask like there's a whole category about the Grand Canyon and and they just literally ah. ask five questions and that's it. It's
2: the best yeah. job ever. Oh yeah, I, I absolutely I I'd do that.
1: Yeah, that's that's like would be awesome.
2: Dream oh. job, Jeopardy, Clue Crew. Well, yeah. I um not to you know it's not to change it off such a morose oh. subject. Uh, rest in it. peace, Alex Trebek. But since um you know the a very controversial subject last week of condiments that we started 55 minutes into the episode, which right. was awesome timing on on our part. Um, I'm glad I got my solid 20 minutes of Rob Lowe in there. Yeah. yeah um, hey, hey. but I, I was looking back at our, at our, um, uh, little text chain about, uh, podcast text chain. And we had a subject two weeks ago that we never got into. Uh, we were discussing nineties bands. Oh, do you remember this? Because, and I, and I recall how this conversation oh, started. Oh, this could
1: take hours, Nate.
2: Well, that's why I started at 30 minutes in and not 55 minutes in, Sam. Uh, <laughs> And the, and I can tell you the the origin of the um, conversation was I don't was the, the Liz Fair came up right um, I don't recall why Liz Fair came that up that was that was uh, me Sam, that was my text was message because yeah. yeah. her
1: song was stuck in my head all day and because I was watching thirteen us. and going on 30.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh yes because then because then it turned into you know Liz Fair she, Hugh brought up when she the moment she sold out right um, which because uh, she was yeah, an
0: indie darling. Up until that well, she
2: point. only she only had two albums prior to her quote unquote selling out, and
0: that was the that was the way it went. You did two indie albums, and then you had your sellout album.
2: Yeah, well, her, her two or two first. Well, I the album that's most near and dear to my heart is her second album, Whip Smart, because Supernova is a banger, and it still bangs. It slaps. It slaps hard. But I'm—I was looking at her, and then Liz, her self-titled Liz Fair, is the album that you, everybody considers the sellout album because it had the two singles "Why Don't I" and "Extra Extraordinary" that were played in all the rom-coms. Um, but I was just looking—looking looking up her discography—and one of the funnier things—they're not funny, but pr- probably bad on her end—is that her quote-unquote sellout album sold less than the first two albums. Yeah. So she—so she didn't really. I mean, yeah. Not, she never had an album that, hit, that even hit 500,000 um, albums sold. Uh, Exit in Guyville was uh, close. It was 491,000. Whip Smart was 412,000. And then her quote unquote sellout album was only 433,000. So, you know, much like, um, you know, I've mentioned before, much like uh, um, uh, Olivia Munn tried to sleep her way to the top but ended up sleeping her way to the middle, Liz Fair sold out but actually ended up selling less. Go I think figure. she
0: made more money off that album than she did her own. Oh,
2: family. I'm sure. When you go when you go big um, studio for sure. But 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 our but our conversation th- then took a took an off ramp from Liz Fair to somehow Sam you confusing Big Head Todd and the Monsters and Toad the Wet Sprocket. And then
1: oh, it's a very logical <laughs> confusion. And
2: then, and no. then the floodgates in my the floodgates <laughs> just opened. Of okay, let's let's just start naming out because there was a this is a very specific time period of '90s bands. This is post grunge and pre like boy band. So like there's a there was a, it's a very small window. There's a mid '90s where it wasn't as heavy as grunge and it wasn't as poppy as the early '2000s. It was just like I guess considered alternative by any definition
0: but at the same but, time where i was living in san diego there was the punk ska movement going on it just yeah. kind
2: of hit the national level yeah, yeah and then once once we got into the late 90s college uh punk ska like no, and, that was and, just- and and then pop punk but there was yeah when we were in high school the punk ska like rancid was big um uh, hey, that's
1: like my wheelhouse dude
2: like, who were some of the other, like, midnight? 90s Well, hell, before... Um, no doubt You want to... No doubt that... Real Big that, Fish. That, low, um, low, is mighty, mighty, Boston. mighty Mighty Boss Tone. Mighty Mighty Boss Mighty Mighty
0: Boss. But they were ska, ska. Well, they hell, were
2: proper.
1: Look, yeah, they're proper. Well, even...
2: I mean, you could, for sure, before they... I mean, they sold out in a big way, but, in, I mean, like, in the terms of now they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but mid-90s Green Day was yeah. actual oh, punk music. Yes. Like, but, yeah. like, oh, 80s, Duke... 80s. Duke... Duke like that
0: was the 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 sellout album for them. That
2: was their breakout. Yeah, that was their. Well, I don't even know if that was a sellout yet. Was, that was their breakout.
0: They, they, um.
2: Well, do you want to? I don't think they. I think they officially sold out with American Idiot. Um, do they have the ballad they,
0: on American Idiot? I can't remember. I.
2: Oh, that's a uh, Time of Your Life. Good yeah. Riddance, Time of Your Life. That was used as the graduation song for five, four or five years worth of kids.
0: Maybe more,
2: depending. I'm
0: just the trying, vitamin. Well, Vitamin, say, c on, vitamin,
2: yeah, c. Say, vitamin c tried to get vitamin c tried to find her niche there by by writing a song called the Graduation." I, I think it was called like friends forever the graduation song i thought that was uh, a, a zach attack song that was also a zach attack song okay uh, no, so
1: like when you talk about like punk ska like i kind of just lump a lot of them in together like like 182 was amazing yeah. um for me anyway personally like there's, like, well, obviously Op Ivy, which is, like, you know, Brancid, and uh, I don't know what else. Uh, Sublime technically fell into that category. Um, I didn't really start listening to Sublime until I got to L.A., to be honest. That's. They're cool. such a big Long Beach band, um, L.A. band. And, uh, like, yeah, like, real big fish. And um, cool. my one of my really good friends, uh, friends of the show, Ronnie, loved Squirrel Nut Zippers. And I don't know oh, what type of category that falls under. Sweet. Well,
2: weren't Squirrel Nut Zippers wasn't that sort of... Um... It's,
1: it's, it's independent, you know, but, like, what do you, what do you call that type of music?
2: That, that was a revival. Um, was that it, part of the the um, swing revival moving, of like yeah. sw- that Swingers oh, brought back? Yes, it was yeah. a swing yeah, they, revival. They like Big like
1: Bad Booty Daddy?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. There's, like, three bands. Uh,
0: I remember uh, yeah. In the Afterlife. I had the album. Uh, I know they had a couple more, but that was, like, that was a catchy one. Man, if karaoke ever came back and I wasn't scared of getting COVID, I would do that song now. That I think about it
2: well there's there's a there's I, I just wrote down just off the top of my list a, a number of bands that that just like I said fit into that weird 90s space that's not punk ska it's not alternative but like bands like the gin blossoms okay yeah. or so uh, the,
1: this is some of no, those bands are like adult contemporary rock almost like I don't even know what to call them because they're just rock because yeah. there was alternative there was hard rock and so what was rock like, Rock was like U2 and Jin Blossoms yeah. and Better Than Ezra and all those bands.
2: Better Than Ezra is I a think per, that's per, technically... per, perfect example. The, I, I love, the, the fact that you brought up Big Head, Todd, and the Monsters is hysterical because I'd completely forgotten about them.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. As you should. the totally. what?
2: Toad the Wet Sprocket, I was a huge fan of, still am.
0: What about Silverchair? Where does fil- they, where do they fit S- Silver
2: Silverchair was a little bit later because they, I feel like they were like early, they were early, to early two, same type of music for sure, but they weren't nineties. They, <laughs> they were nineties. They, they were, were around
0: in the nineties. I just. Uh...
2: Do, do, do you remember the Afghan Wigs?
0: No, I do not.
2: Uh, I remember the name, one.
1: but I don't remember the song. I mean, I mean, are you are you lumping in like bare naked ladies and shit? too like uh, very naked
2: ladies that that counts actually, um yeah. sponge do you remember sponge i do remember oh sponge. i love
1: sponge so they, funny thing they're... we have a whole store i have a whole story about about sponge and spoon um <laughs> two <laughs> bands that start with the letter s um we have a google we have google homes all over our house and i forgot whatever the reason josh asked him to play i think Cloud or something yeah it's like and then it went through this whole, like, the, it automatically chooses a song kind of based in the same genre. So it was literally playing, like, all alternative bands that start with the letter S. So it's was, like, Silverchair, Sponge, Spoon. <laughs> and it was just, like, so weird because I'm like, what's happening? I mean, it was really good music. Space Hog. Oh, which Space, I oh Space Hog. Space Hog is a good one. one-hit wonder. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're bigger in the U.K., obviously, but...
2: Um... Well, you know, now that I'm looking at this Sam like when I'm bringing up Sponge and the Gin Blossoms really what I'm describing is the soundtrack to Empire Records uh, I
1: was yeah. about that, to say that, I
2: was like that is, very... that is the, the exact wheelhouse of what I'm talking about is the Because Plowed by Sponge the aforementioned Plowed that was played at the end of Empire Records when everybody was showing up to um the the record store for the party and then one of the the big hit songs from the movie was uh was which Gin blossom song was it Till I Heard It From You Yeah I think I think yeah. that was the one from the movie so, yeah,
0: I think we have a, for next week's episode is uh top soundtracks.
2: Ooh, that's good because Empire, I mean, I, I'm I, yeah, obviously without, you're without giving there. it too much thought. Uh, uh, Empire Records is Dude, up there for me.
1: There's so many good soundtracks. Though. Just, like, that's that's what what you we uh, got, a week, you got a week,
2: we got a week, we got a week. I'm sorry, so a, let's, we, let's, let's let's not uh, worry about it, but, but it's like, do you recall hard. what this? This is another band that fell Four into still. this that I loved, and Force Forescape was good. And do you remember Kay's Choice? Oh yeah, they were. I saw. I saw them so many times in high school. I believe they were a Dutch band. It was a brother and sister. Their big hit was "Not an Addict." Oh man, I love that band.
1: We talked about Case Choice a lot in college, Nate. I don't know they're why. Case Choice
2: because they're good. They're
1: awesome. I know. There's um. What do you call it? The band in Ten Things I Hate About You.
2: The uh, girl band. Say Ferris. Oh no. Oh oh. Well, Say Ferris was in Ten Things. I Yeah, you, they, they were. You're in thinking the movie. of um, um. Oh. God. What yes. is their name? It's gonna, um, this is gonna...
1: it's not Poe, is it? It's not Poe.
2: No, um, because um, I love this band. Oh, and it's, um, oh, it's, I'm, I'm gonna
1: wait for Nate, for Nate to think about no, it. Wanna, yeah. it's easy to look it up. I'd yeah. rather have you think wait, about
2: yeah. it. You guys talk, don't look it up, or if you do look it up, but let, you talk about something else because I will, oh, it'll no, come to me. No,
0: no I'm stuck.
1: Oh, I, um, I, 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 I thought of it, but what? okay. What? Letters
2: to Cleo. Letters to Cleo which oh. became a yeah in 10 things They hate about you the two bands that that um cat loves are in the movie played by save ferris and letters to cleo but in the movie they're called different they're not the those aren't the bands they are um, but then uh, letters to cleo got get another bump later on when it, they they got they were on uh, parks and rec cuz it was a running joke that adam scott's favorite band was letters to cleo so they actually came back on, in, in the um, like second to last season, they were they played themselves on the show. They were awesome. Oh, oh. I can't believe I forgot that. When, did, his, when did
0: the Donnas pop into all this? Were they
2: late '90s? Or... Donnas? No, I think the Donnas are early early to mid aughts I, I, And because because I always associate them with um, "Drive Me Crazy."
0: Yeah, no, uh, I, I get that, but I'm like, I think they were they started up. Maybe I. So just they might have them. been
2: around for a while, but like when they hit their their like mo- the highest level of popularity was I want to say maybe two thousand three, two thousand four. Well,
0: they formed in ninety three. Oh, okay. So like once again, a lot of bands form way before anyone hears of them. So it's just, sure. Uh, I just remember meeting them or a few of them over the, throughout the years when I yeah. first moved out to LA. I used to know like for some odd reason I I was in a circle with Rooney, the band. Sure, and because the lead singer was at that time dating Misha Barton, and the lead singer,
2: um, of uh,
0: Rooney, what's his
2: name, Ro- yeah. Uh, Robert? Um,
0: yeah, I guess, I don't remember his name.
2: It's it's um, what's his name's brother, Robert Schwartzman? Yeah, is the lead singer. Yeah, Jason, Jason, Jason Schwartzman's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, he so... doesn't. He goes,
0: and we so lost him. Uh, Sorry,
1: I was I was gonna let you finish because I, I I feel bad I I always. No, that's,
0: don't feel bad. We're talking random <laughs> bullshit. Let's. cut. No,
1: but like the most important band that Nate was bringing up during the like you know rock of the '90s, you know that's kind of like Jim Blossom, is mashbox Twenty, and we never brought them up. And I feel like they're a not notable mention because I love mashbox Twenty.
2: <laughs> you know I that's you know they got a lot of. But maybe deservedly so. They they get lumped in a lot with like bands overplayed bands that like people hate. Like a
1: yeah, like Third Eye Blind.
2: Like third oh third. I was even gonna go. that Oh, the Wallflowers. Wallflowers wallflowers. are good. Like
0: there are. That's the funny thing is like when you're listing off these bands is like how many of these bands were like these unknown bands that then all of a sudden became something that people a hated and. You know, it transitioned to something where you're like, "Oh, I can't even like them anymore because they're so well hated by everyone." Like Creed,
1: like Creed? yeah. No, Creed well, I was Creed, gonna, Creed.
2: I was gonna throw out Creed and Nickelback <laughs> as examples, but I feel like that is show that is throwing so, so much disrespect to Matchbox Twenty because Matchbox Twenty no, was an actual was a good band. And you know what? Creed had some okay songs. Scott Staff Scott Staff was insufferable. Yeah, Scott Staff had ruined that like- band. But Nickelback, I, I can't I, I can't I can't. But Creed, I mean, higher higher by Creed was a great song.
1: My own prison is still one of my favorite songs.
2: My own prison, yeah.
1: Um, what, what I've it? been to a Creed show because Josh was really into Creed. I mean, that was when he was like super Christian, Oh yeah, you know? okay. well, <laughs> that makes sense. What about live? A Christian band. Live was oh, live. live. Oh, we love live. Nate and I saw live live.
2: Yes, Remember? we did. I did see live. I've, oh. live? I've seen live. I've seen live live uh, three or four times now. I, t- I took Susan to see live live. Oh, that's she, great. Because she she loved lightning crashes that was her lightning favorite song.
1: Lightning crashes is such. Throwing copper is is one of the like probably on, on my top twenty five albums of all time. That's a great album. Their
2: album before, right before that, whose name escapes me, was really good too. But um, yeah, they were awesome. You know another band that um, that I loved in high school, and they totally sold out. And I they will be the first to admit they sold out. Was the Offspring. Oh. Like like the Offspring with their their debut album, which I believe was called The Offspring, that that had like the hit like Keep Them Separated and. Um, Is it
1: like an X-ray
2: yeah, cover? Yeah 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 yeah. But like that was a s- amazing album. They had an album before yeah. that was amazing, but then they really sold out when they were doing songs like Pretty Fly for a White Guy and all those. But they they admitted that they had sold out. Like it was kind of a they were in on the joke. Yes. But like oh. like. like my my sister-in-law jennifer my brother's wife grew up with them in orange county they went to high school together and um like so when they when they made it big it was a really big deal for her and to this day my brother is very good friends the the guitarist name the 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 um the offspring the lead singer's name is dexter dexter holland and uh, strangely enough he has a phd he's actually a very smart man he's hmm. i believe it's in like biochemistry um, did he go to UCLA, or did I make that up? I think I think he did, and then but the guitarist's name is Noodles, and Noodles and my brother are very very good friends. In fact, uh, my Dan and Jen went to Noodles' wedding. No, it might have been Dexter's wedding, which was um, in the like late '90s, early 2000s, and basically it was like a reunion of all the bands that we've named like my, my brother said like the mosh pit on the dance floor at the wedding was the guys from Rancid guys from the Deftones and they were all just all dancing together it sounds like the greatest 90s era wedding of all time
0: yeah, that's a, that does sound like fun
2: yeah yeah Oh, I was gonna... do you remember do you remember Filter
0: I do but oh I, you know I was going to say about Offspring one, one last thing about Offspring greatest cameo in a movie ever
2: Idle Good Hand fun. So, oh, Idle um, Hand! I was gonna say yes. So, what an underrated movie! It, Idle
0: it, Hand. It's a great horror movie.
2: It's a great fun horror movie.
0: Yes, that's what. I mean. and, like in a Gremlins two kind of way.
2: And it's a uh, it, it, uh, Devin Sawa. Man, that guy. That guy was a. He was like a shooting star across the sky, and then he kind of just faded away. <laughs> had a big drug problem. That was part of the fading away. Possibly. Part. But, but his his I would put his peak up there with a, with a lot of child stars. Like he had a good peak.
0: I mean, are we talking? Who was the kid in a uh, uh, Neverending Story 2? And
2: Jonathan Brandis.
0: Yes, he had a good oh, peak also, as a kid. So sad.
2: He also had a, he also had a high peak. Um,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, I
1: cried I, the day he died. I remember. I remember,
2: I remember the day he died. I was working at Entertainment Tonight, and our news director came in and said, and "Everybody, I mean, they're, Sam, they're all our age. You know, you know most of my friends from Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. We we're all we were all twenty two, twenty three. Right in that Jonathan Brandis window of all his, you know. Um and our news director came in and just said out of seemingly out of the blue, we need to pull all the Jonathan Brandis footage we can. And we just all looked around very confused and it was like, Why? So like he died. It was very sad and it was out of nowhere. Stupid um Accutane, that's what they blame for it. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I uh, yeah, Accut- Accutane. Well, I know
1: I know that it's it, pretty it's hardcore. Bugs. But I t-
2: I took it in high school. It, the thing about Accutane is it works amazingly well, but it also causes horrible side effects to kids cuz it screws up your hormones so badly that there've been like a number of suicides uh, from it.
0: There's there's a there's a hair drug that does the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh it wasn't Propecia. maybe it was Propecia. They, but it causes great depression in the men who are yeah. It. And I'm like, well, it- when you
2: when you're fucking with hormones, you're 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 playing with fire.
0: Yeah, this is true. Uh,
2: but yeah, Jonathan, but yeah, Jonathan Brandis, his heyday, you had we had Sidekicks, which was the best ripoff of Karate Kid you could possibly have. Uh, you had Ladybugs, oh. which which was uh, awesome. I mean, questionable um, choice. Sequest well, C- 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 Sequest, C- great show. C- Sequest. Um, what else did it was he, the he, Star uh, Trek
0: of the water.
2: Star Trek. Yeah, it's funny that uh, Jonathan Brandis' whole career was like, um, like poor poor man's. Ver- he was like the uh, bargain bin versions of other things. Like Sequest C- was the poor man's Star Trek. Uh, Sidekicks was the poor man's Karate Kid. I'm sure Ladybugs is the poor man's something.
0: Labyrinth Two. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. Like, why? Why? why I'm trying to know? think. He he
2: had more than just
0: those. Things, yeah, I'm trying to think what, what put him on the map is like the thing like like Hollywood is, wanted uh, to
2: use him.
1: Side, so. I mean, sidekicks was pretty big for him. Yeah.
2: yeah, but he was he was already a name. What yeah. made him, what made him a name? That's that, I think he
1: was on a show. Wasn't he on a TV show? Well,
2: he was he was on. I, maybe these are all happening at the same time. Like Sequest, he was already known on Sequest. Yeah, he was a part of the reason why um,
0: Sequest got made.
2: So, um, he was, uh, he was in, oh, he was interesting. He, he was actually in a number of movies that you had no idea. He was a, he was in Fatal Attraction, but he was, he was an extra in Fatal Attraction. He was an extra in Pet Cemetery. He right. was in Ghost Dad, starring He Who Shall Not Be Named. Um, it. yeah, Ladybugs was his, I mean, Never Ending Story 2, he was in, but that was a very forgettable movie. And then Ladybugs was the next one.
0: That's crazy. I'm just, Crossroads, whatever the hell that was, 11 episodes. Started the sidekicks of Jesus.
2: Wow. Yeah, he was um
1: No, like he was like um Tiger Beat like status when I was growing up. Like everybody like had a poster of him. Like he was in every magazine. Like he was a heartthrob and like adorable. And it's really sad. Well,
2: well, at the height of his fame, he was also uh, in my the single my single favorite episode of Saved by the Bell ever. But it was Saved by the Bill of the College Years, so I don't know if you count that as canon. But Sam, I don't know, do you remember the legendary Thanksgiving episode of Saved by the Bill of College Years where they had cameos from all the NBC stars?
1: Oh God, no. Like,
2: like the, the plot, within the show, Saved by the Bill of the College Years, they were trying to have a, some sort of Thanksgiving drive for like homeless kids. And something, shenanigans happened where the whole thing fell through and they were on local NBC news and it they found out it fell through. So then they have this dinner for all these kids in in need, and NBC stars start showing up with their own plates of food because Screech somehow fucked everything up. Shocking! Um, and all the stars that came in with the food were actual NBA st- M- NBC stars playing themselves. Tatiana Ali. Tatiana Ali came in like Jonathan Brandis came in with a turkey. Um, the woman who played the bailiff on Night Court, not Bull, but the other one. Oh. Um, Rod?
1: No. Uh, she, she
2: was like an older. She's Warfield? like a middle-aged black woman. Yeah, something Warfield. Um, I, could be. She was one of the. She was the. She was the bailiff that wasn't bull, but she yeah, was a very funny character. About. I
1: know what she looks like. I don't yeah. know her name. I know it's something yeah, Warfield. Yeah, she.
2: It's... she played. She came in and did a cameo in that episode. It was very funny.
1: See, the only uh, um holiday episode I remember say by the Bell is the one where he, Zach dates a homeless girl, and then he yeah. and she works at the mall, and he invites her and her dad over for Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. Marshall. So yeah. they, they, they did. Yeah, that's like it.
2: That? That's it.
0: Marshall, what? she plays Roz. Uh, yeah, I said Roz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell did this is my mind. I can't remember like what I did yesterday, but I can remember shit like that. I haven't watched Night Court in like twenty years.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I love that. That was actually a really good show. Yeah,
1: dude, I loved uh, it. 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 Um, the Harry, what's his name? The 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 judge. Anderson. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Didn't he pass away last year?
1: Recently, I think he did.
2: Yeah, well, that show also, of course, gave us the legend that is John Larroquette. I would watch away. John. I La- watch John Larroquette in anything.
0: April sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. So when he died.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, has Has John Larroquette done anything?
0: Uh, yeah he he since, was in West since Wing. Then?
2: He was incredible on West Wing, but even that was a long time ago. I he, know he he did have the John Larroquette show that lasted for several seasons. Yeah, but I'm
1: talking about like within the last five years. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> he,
2: he might. He has done things. I know, I know that much. I'm. Do you remember the one of my favorites of his? Do you remember the movie he made with Kirstie Alley, Madhouse? Classic, classic. Tried they tried to make him a leading man. Didn't work out so well, but it was a very good movie.
1: He was in the, Oh, he's in The Good Fight. He's yep. which I don't watch. I've seen The Good The Good Wife, but that's a continuation of it cuz I don't have CBS All Access. He was in The so.
0: Librarians. Uh The Twilight Zone.
2: Though the new the yep. Jordan Peele one?
0: He's he's good been for him. He's good he's for him. almost human. <laughs> I actually liked that show, even if it was only for one episode. But that was an unfortunate canceled, almost human.
2: I remember, like, I remember the the John Larroquette show was such a big deal for us for us folks out here because the show was based in St. Louis. Like, not many shows are based in St. Louis. In fact, that that's the only one off the top of my head I can think of. Hmm. I don't, you know, they they didn't shoot in St. Louis. It was just that was just the, you know,
0: it's just yeah, well. What what is ever really shot where it's supposed to be
2: shot? Escape from New York. Well, shot shot where it's supposed to be shot. Not many things.
0: No, it's usually Canada. So,
2: yeah, Vancouver is made to look like a lot of things.
1: Seinfeld, all the all the exterior stuff in New York.
2: Uh, the no, well, no, not the. I mean, the the generics, just like Friends, the generic shots they used of the buildings, but not right. like no, uh, everything else sound, was on the uh, soundstage, right? What's that?
0: They used the soundstage, at the. Well, studios. a lot of
2: yeah, it's a it was at Warner Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah, I think it's a Warner Friends Brothers. Friends was Warner
2: Brothers, um, but the um you know the ex the exterior of the um the 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 coffee shop from Seinfeld you know the, the, the right the, you, you only see the sign that says del, uh, delicate I think it was it say delicate no it says it say delicatessen or restaurant I can't recall
1: I think uh, it's restaurant
2: yeah on the show they call it um. Uh, monks even though the signage never says monks they just call it monks but um uh let's see, what the real name was um oh the, the that actual exterior that he cats for, isn't it no that exterior they use for seinfeld is actually called tom it's uh tom's diner it says diner yeah uh, it's i think it's like on seinfeld it, they call it monks but in real life that building is tom's diner which is also the basis for the um, Susan Vegas song tom's diner same thing
1: well, it says Tom's Restaurant because it says restaurant on there. But, yes, it's, it is a diner. Um,
2: yes.
0: I miss diners.
1: Me, too. Uh, that's, like, the biggest um, That's the biggest thing I miss during this quarantine. We were talking about how Jerry's was just closing down and, like, Nate and Al's closed down and all these diners because they don't have out- outdoor seating. They are yeah. innately, like, indoor seating places for a reason because they're diners. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're late night, like they're made for people to, to sit inside.
2: So it's really sad. My
0: favorite. Does anybody...
2: I... oh, go ahead, Nate. Oh, wait, 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 you were going to say your favorite is what?
0: Oh, that all the outdoor seating now is are being put in tents. And so they're closing off the tents. So it's like, what's the difference now? <laughs> I go.
2: Do, does anybody know if what, what became of or if, if it's the 101 coffee shop up, up, up on. No, uh, um, on. Uh... Franklin and uh, the One
0: Hundred and One. I don't like, know. I haven't driven
1: by in a while.
2: Made, made famous from Swingers. Um, yeah,
1: I don't. I don't drive that far east, Nate. You know that.
0: <laughs> I'll do a drive by uh, this week, Nate, for you. And I'll, I'll try
2: to. I'd just be curious because that. I mean, at places like Swinger, like the the One Hundred and One was where they shot Swingers. But then the other Swingers, the chain, which you mentioned a few weeks ago, they had closed. The one, I the One Hundred and One is open actually.
0: They somehow yeah, they got a lifespan like the, the you know people donated and kept it kept it open. So
2: that was uh, th- I, that was two things that uh, the movie swingers really brought back was swing. The swing music brought that that retro swing dancing swing music. Right. And they made coffee shops kind of cool. No. So did. That's not terribly. That's not totally true. Um, Friends. Pulp, pulp Fiction pulp did fiction, as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just like an I, era like where the coffee shop like, I you know, bars became a thing after the coffee shop thing. And I feel like the coffee shop is going to make a resurgence soon because the young people aren't drinking as much as we did at the time, if that makes any sense. People aren't wasting their money on drinking. They're in their fucking phones all the time. So I think coffee shops will make a resurgence after all this is said and done. Maybe. So that's my thought. Could and, be. And on that I note, hope guys. So. Well, we all hope so. We all hope this is somewhat sorted.
1: So much. Oh, hey. I wanted to mention that, like, you know, I completely forgot, like, one of my condiments was fish sauce. So, there's that.
2: Oh, oh. that's fair. Fish sauce is good. Fish sauce yes. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: like, the sweet fish sauce, not the ones that you use for, for cooking. But, like, we use fish sauce. There's a sweet fish sauce that you use for dipping in a lot of Vietnamese and Cambodian dishes. Okay. So, I just felt bad because it's ethnic, and I wanted to point that out. I love it. <sighs>
2: I, le- I also left off a. I mentioned hot sauce, so hot sauce is, uh, but we also mentioned the subcategories. I would be remiss not to mention specifically Del Scorcho sauce from Del Taco. <laughs> it's Del Scorcho sauce and fire from Taco Bell. Those are the two best.
0: And on that note, folks, we got to get, get going. And that didn't come out right. Get going. Get going. And, well.
2: Oh, Wait fun, a guys. minute. Way to make it awkward here. Uh,
0: you know, that's awkward. what I do, guys. Come on.
1: But to bring it back around, um, the Offspring has the, the Gringo Bandito hot sauce. Oh, yeah. we oh, yeah. had that? That's it's actually really that's good. That's
2: full circle, Sam. Well done.
1: Damn yeah. That awesome. is,
2: that is, that is, you're not, this isn't your first rodeo, Sam. That is good. Nope. That is good radio right there.
1: It's not bad. It's not that bad. I mean, I, I have it in my fridge right now. Good. I have See, like, I have like a nine- nine or ten different hot
0: sauces but whatever <laughs> I have no hot sauces I feel really what? I, I don't, I'm not a huge hot sauce person